What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own, Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of our show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, we'll talk about all of the highs and mostly lows from NBA All-Star Weekend in Cleveland this past weekend. We'll also talk about the latest news regarding Zion Williamson and the impact of Chris Paul's injury to the Phoenix Suns. All this and more on episode 238 of the TSK Show, coming up right now. Welcome to the sports kingdom. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 238 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports, Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm uh, I'm excited for this uh, this playoff stretch here. Yes, we're in the nitty gritty of the season. Everybody knows it's really go time after the All Star break. Yes, we got about twenty to twenty five games left in the regular season, depending on who you are. And there's a lot of good stuff to watch. I mean, you know, with all the all the trades and moves and teams that are doing well and teams that are doing bad. Who's going to fall off? Who's going to push? Yes, it's going to be fun. Yes, it's. I mean. Everybody knows Christmas is like the marquee event for James, the NBA. I, I'm going to guess James Harden's going to be healthy as a motherfucker. Making his debut tomorrow. I think I think all of a sudden he's healthy. Well, te- technically, if you're listening to this here on Friday morning, James Harden will make his debut tonight yeah. for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, real quick, just a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, we've already recorded episode 239. Uh, we're kind of recording out of order. Uh, we had the great, the amazing Harrison Fagan uh, from Silver Screen and Roll, the Lakers SB Nation affiliate, on uh, for episode 239, which you can check out after this episode, uh, to talk about everything that's been going on with the Lakers. Uh, we thought we would uh, dedicate an entire episode to the Lakers this week after quite the uh, quite the exciting and news-breaking weekend. Uh, at All-Star Weekend for the Lakers with everything going on with LeBron James's comments and playing the blame game and all of that type of stuff. And then obviously the the chaos that has been the season this year. Uh, so we catch up with Harrison uh, with everything Lakers uh, going on uh, in episode 239. Make sure you go check that out. But tonight, Tyler, here on episode 238, we're going to recap the NBA All-Star Weekend all the highlights and and mainly the low lights, I think, because uh, that that weekend has taken quite the turn in recent years. And then we'll talk about uh, the Western Conference playoff picture and uh, a disgruntled young player. Uh, so all that and more coming up on episode two hundred thirty eight of the Sports Kingdom Show. Mm-hmm. 
Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone? So, Tyler, NBA All-Star Weekend this past weekend was in Cleveland, Ohio, and I know everybody had high hopes for All-Star Weekend this year, but I mean... Let's be real. If you're having an all-star weekend in Cleveland, I don't know how much you can really get too excited for that. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to be it's not going to be quite the same. It's, Cleveland is it's not really be, your marquee city. It's going to be like. hard to to you know get the same excitement. Now, there was some new aspects to NBA All-Star Weekend this year. We we've covered them on the show. The changes to the Rising Stars game. The changes to the skills uh challenge and and all of that so Cade Cunningham ended up winning the the newly formatted rising stars game MVP team Cavs won the newly formatted skills challenge uh Carl Anthony Towns putting on for the big men uh he won the three-point contest and beat out some pretty good shooters Luke Kennard uh CJ McCollum was also in the uh three-point contest a few other guys Obi Toppin won the slam dunk contest after getting second last year. And obviously in years past, the slam dunk contest was the highlight of Saturday night and sometimes even the highlight of the entire all-star weekend. But with this lineup and the fact that the first four contestants, well, the the only four contestants really in the first round, uh, Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, Cole Anthony, and Juan Toscano-Anderson, they went and combined seven of twenty-five on their dunk attempts in the first round. So seven of twenty-five not, on, not shooting great from the field. <laughs> seven of twenty-five on dunks in a in a dunk contest. Yeah, they're shooting thirty percent from the field. So I mean, if it's taking multiple attempts to get a dunk down, it's it's gonna lead to a very uh, boring dunk contest. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna go in here. Are we going in here? Oh, please, the floor is yours. Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, it was the dunk terrible. Co- the dunk, yeah, yeah, it was terrible. And it, but in my mind, it's been terrible for years. I mean, at one point they took it away. It, it, yeah. It's been it's been horrible, damn near my whole life. I mean, I, like outside of Zach and Aaron Gordon, uh, it's like I go all the way back to Vince Carter. You know, I go back to the early two thousands. Kobe Bryant's dunk contest, you know, the, those. Yeah, Kobe was 98, Vince was 2000. Yeah. Um, so, or t- 2000 those, or 2001. Those are the ones that I, like, it, it just, it got tapped out. You know what I mean? It's, okay. it's a tough event to put on uh, Since, because. You know when it hasn't been exciting from, aside from Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon in, in terms of recent memory, besides like, Vince Carter and. Like Jason Kobe. Richardson? No. Nate and, Nate and Dwight Howard's Yeah, battles. and see, people bring that up, and I completely disagree. Those were horrible. Why? They they, they missed all the time. You want to talk about missing? It yeah, was, they did it was miss off. a lot. Of, yeah, it was they, awful. They missed a lot of dunks. I remember watching those. That's I remember, like, being, in like, just so disinterested. I mean, it was, 
And so now to kind of get around back to my point of like what what they can do, you know, like I really don't think there's much they can do as far as like, you know, the dunks that are being attempted. Like the dunks are the are are the highest of the highest skill. Right. Level. How many more creative dunks can yeah, you come like, up with? I think that that's tapped out. So to to an certain extent, obviously people are creative, but for the most part, it's like ninety percent tapped out. I think the only thing that you can do is we need we need big stars in it. You know, yes. it needs to be Jaw and Zion and Zach Levine and I still hold it against and, LeBron that he never did it. Yeah, I mean, I don't hold it against him. It's just weird. Do. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. But that's what Nate. That's what like Dwight Howard brought to that. You know, Dwight like was an big, MVP caliber player at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, and and for the most part, there's always been stars. But I also like you know I think that you you also need to expand the field and get more guys involved uh uh when i started watching the dunk contest in the 90s there was eight contestants i was gonna say there was like eight guys and back in the in like even in the early 2000s there yeah was eight guys. yeah they did they rolled eight for a long time so i think if you can extend it and get stars you have to get the stars to like buy into it like john morant going on twitter and like saying that the dunk contest sucked it's like it sucks. It, that like yeah, he should have been hate, in it. Yeah, I hate reading that because like, bro, why <laughs> the fuck didn't you just show out then? Which I don't know people's motives for wanting to do things and not wanting well, to here's, do things. Like, I'm not gonna say you like I'm pissing you for not doing it because you know if you don't want to do it, fucking don't do it. It doesn't mean anything really. But at the same time, I want to see it for the sake of like I want to see the best dunkers in the world. So I think like you get say you like develop a pool that's kind of like the same every year like you get some stars you get a couple flyers that are like guys deep on the bench you know like that's how i found Shannon out brown that's how i found about about gerald wallace you know he's kind yeah. of like the iconic you one get a gerald he, green yeah guys you get those guys that where like everyone's like dude you got to see this motherfucker like i know the world hasn't seen it but we see it every day at practice and it's insane yeah or like cash stanley a couple years ago you know like we knew what yeah. he could bring to the table like it didn't come to fruition but we knew what he could, we were excited for that moment because like this is his time to shine he wasn't on the court a lot so you get a couple of those guys and then i think you open it up to some wild cards like either g league or or celebrity dunkers I was, okay so i was you gonna know? say do you think there should be like some pro dunkers in there the only reason i like that i don't I think did, there should the be. only reason why that one's the like the most like unlikely scenarios because like the award I'm you fine know, like with... you can't have the winner be somebody that isn't in the NBA. Right. Now, like, if you could set it up to where maybe, like, influencers are involved, like, maybe they do it, and then, like, each person has to do it their own way, and you, no, like, create it there's... on scale. No, it needs you know? to be NBA. I will I will stop at G League. I, like... No, G League would be dope. But I, And I'm not saying, like, get, the, get, like, the celebrity dunkers, like, in the competition, but... Get them involved, maybe some somehow. You know, I don't no, know. No, like, if you're getting them involved, they have it. to be I a think, part of the competition. I think so, and and yeah. I don't even want them a part. I, of the I don't think they should. At the end of the day, I don't think they should be a part because the winner's got to be an NBA player. But I'm just saying, there's some ideas out there. You well, know, what I, I mean? think what you need to and do is up the monetary prize to a million dollars to the winner. I, the that'll winner, de- that'll definitely up it too because these role players will be wanting to get that money. Right, but do you want role players in this? contest when you're trying to make it a marquee event well i think you do if you pair it alongside of expanding the field yeah that's fair like that's what it, you'd have if to you do. have four all-stars and like two 
or three role players and like a G League kid. Right. I mean, that could be a good like player pool. There was a t- there was a time where you had guys participating in Saturday night events and also playing in Sunday's game, and it's just like now players aren't going to want to do that. The 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 days with like the young flyers were always a fun one in the dunk contest, but they can't carry it. Like this season was like a whole roster of flyers. You know, it wasn't. There was no big name attraction to this contest. Jalen Green was probably the biggest name just because he's the the rookie, like one of the hot rookies this year. And it's like And Jalen Green very much would be like a, a like Trace McGrady, Kobe Bryant, um yeah. uh J.R. De- Smith. Yeah, the, the guys that did it like Not really Smith, but the, guy, the guys that did No, he he did it as well, a teenager. He, no, he did it very young, but I'm just saying, like, those guys that are super, you know, those are good guys to get in the mix. But I was, you were saying Kobe and Tracy McGrady, and then I said J.R. Smith. I just wasn't trying to equate those. No, but that was what I was saying. Like, they're like fucking 19 in that thing, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what Jalen Green, the comparison of those guys. Yeah. Uh, uh you know, you, you pair Jalen Green if he's going against a John Morant and Zion and, and, you know, who, whoever, like, then it's, then it's like he's not selling the fight. Yeah, he's Jaylen the guy. Green. He's the guy that could come and get the surprise knockout. A Jalen Green, Obi Toppin, Zion, John Morant dunk contest is exciting. Yeah, no, that <laughs> people would be fucking stoked <laughs> for that if that was the case over what went down. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that the dunk contest is so important to the basketball like family, the basketball community. You know, it's such a because it, of how exciting it was back in the day. Um, but it really is something that it's never going to reach those standards again. It'll be really hard to. I mean, in the last 15 years, I really think there's only been one memorable dunk contest that was actually good. Yeah, it was 2016 between yeah. Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. Uh, so it's, you know, I think they got to change it up. They can't do what they're doing, and they really need the stars. So I think the monetary thing is is a good way to do it. They, the winner, I think, only gets like a, like either 100 or a couple hundred grand. Yeah, so it's like you gotta up that if you want the stars to participate. Yeah, get get some get some like one on one sneakers involved. Get something, <laughs> you know, something cool like, hey, motivate these stars to get involved in the dunk contest ratings will go way up. Just don't bring that wheel back. That was a terrible idea. No, that's what I was gonna say when <laughs> like I brought the Jason Richardson stuff. It was like that that era was like plagued by them trying to do the prop thing, the teammate thing. Yep, like you know all those but they were ideas you know they were trying and that showed you how early on the dunk contest was dying but that's but that's why it's crazy because it's like the the dominique wilkins michael jordan julius irving dunk contest those were like those were dunks we'd never seen before yeah then we get they did that today they get fucking mopped right i mean high school kids are doing that in warm-ups right and it's like when kobe and vince and all those guys in in that late Vin- 90s early 2000s there they were putting their modern twist on it kind of thing and then and Kobe Vin- puts the ball between his legs Vince puts his arm in the rim Vince is the Vince Carter is the only person in my lifetime where I was just like what the fuck something happened that I never thought could happen right something I didn't think was possible happened and, and it was like I mean there's there's not no, nothing anyone could tell me that that's not the greatest done contest performance not I mean, Zach and Aaron, you're not hear an Zach and Aaron were amazing. I didn't see Dominique and MJ, obviously, but uh, those were those are all great. But nothing, man, Vince. That was unreal. Get um, Vince Carter in the dunk contest. <laughs> Did you see? Okay, so you know Josiah Johnson from Twitter, right? Yep. So okay, so his dad, Marcus Johnson, uh, former uh, Bucks player. Yeah, I saw. I saw. 
Okay, so every year on his birthday now, he just turned 66, he does a dunk on his birthday, and he's he's still dunking at 66. So, I mean, I'm sure Vince could still probably get up there. He He's only been out the league, what, two years now? God, has it been that long? I think so. I, I mean, yeah, I don't think he played during the pandemic. He played in 2020 because he got the fourth decade. Right, that was his last season. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, I, he didn't go to the bubble. Did he not? No, because I remember, like, uh, when the shutdown happened, they, everyone oh, yeah, realized it no, was, like, his yeah, last. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we all missed it. Yeah. So, all right, anyway, the, the dunk contest and needs they, to. They X'd the dunk contest in 98 and 99. That's how early this thing was dropping. When did 98 and 99? Oh, so Kobe's was the 97 dunk contest. Yeah, Kobe was a rookie. Right. Yeah. He was right. 90, drafted in 96, all star game of 97. Right. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was the it was the 96 97 all star game, and then the 97 98 game was when he, him and KG had the lob. That, yeah, that's not the, 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 the dunk the contest, the dunk contest was not game. the all-star no, year he yeah. was named an all-star yeah yeah correct. exactly yeah yep. yeah but yeah i mean the the not to you know we're going off on so many tangents yeah i'm just <laughs> yeah the dunk contest well because it's important to basketball it is it is it's a big deal it is man we want that again yeah no i mean listen and if the all-star game on sunday night didn't go how it went i think the the whole weekend probably would have been a, a failure the the game honestly saved it and that's thanks to the new ending i think and that, no the game was amazing uh well the end of the game was amazing i mean uh, the, all, all of it's amazing steph like, curry going for the record of, of 16 threes and scoring no, steph, 50 points steph was stole, unreal steph stole the show of course well and he it got booed fight. saturday night and he was like oh you're gonna boo me and like no, see okay. what see what, what what's gonna happen i like the i like the changes to the the rising stars game um, again, I wish they would up the target score. I honestly didn't get to see much of Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night because it was my sister's birthday, so I I had to catch up a lot on highlights. I I, I mean I thought it was a great layout. Um, the roster, the coaching, the how how they you know built the rosters. Um, so definitely happy that's around. And like like I said, the only thing I I would do is like extend it to get some more basketball. But overall, dope event. And then the uh, I like the changes to the skills challenge. Skills challenge to me was always stupid. I just thought it was so <laughs> corny. Like it just didn't make like that's the one event I wouldn't give a fuck. Like if they invited me to, if I was a player. Well, I just remember back in the day, it was just like, all right, we're gonna dribble around a couple cones, Throw a make pass. a couple passes through a tires, hit a, hit like a couple jump shots and a layup, and like, all right, yeah, you can you can play basketball. It's like a fucking. It's these are NBA players, of course. Like. Um, but I like the team aspect of it. It was it was cool. It was fun to see it, see teams like throw strategies around in different events. Um, so I think that that event went up. The rims were friendly for Team Cavs too. the The three point uh, the three point contest is just like un, unbeatable to me. It's like has per, it surpassed the, the dunk contest? Yeah, for sure. It has. It has been. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, been it's been the it's been the uh, the better event. It may not be the headliner, but it's the better event by far. And it's perfect. You never have to, like, all the small little changes they make to, like, it's essentially the same fucking thing. Yeah, you have we're 60 going, seconds to make going, as many shots as you can. We're going around the, we're going to go around the horn. Some shots are going to be worth more than others. Um, and we're going to see what happens. It's it's a, just a perfect event. You don't have to do anything to it. They always roll with eight. There's, you know, it's, a, I don't care if you match up or you just do 
best four scores. It's just it's uh, it's a great event. Did you see the video of Cat talking to Steph Curry before he went up there and was like talking about like grabbing the ball off the rack? Like how do you like? No, but that's cool. Yeah, it, because because the big guy's disadvantage in these events is the speed. You know, oh yeah, it's typically they have a longer release, they have longer arms. It's a, it, it takes longer to get off. So it, it's dope to see Cat get that dub um, just after all he's been through uh, and being able to wear his chain. If you saw the story that the NBA allowed him to wear uh, jewelry no. in the event, which is against the rules. You can't wear jewelry right? Obviously, in all-star events, but he wore his mother's necklace. During oh, the wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and his, his mother passed uh, due to COVID-19, so uh it's cool to see him get i'm not even necessarily a big cat fan but dude, he made me eat my words i said he shouldn't have even been in the contest yeah yeah i mean it, i think it's cool to put like some some big guys in there you know yeah, just because I mean, that, anybody can shoot in an open gym. And, that, and that's the way the game is going these days anyway uh, yeah so uh super stoked that he got the dub um and then to just round it all off elam ending's great yeah i think um, i think yeah, it's I a mean, really how do you how do you write any better steph getting dropping 50 16 threes and braun hitting the game winner in cleveland perfect ending yeah it's it was uh it was quite the weekend and then at halftime was probably i think the coolest part of the night for me and it was also obviously very bittersweet but the nba top 75 team ceremony at halftime was just it was it's just i'm such a history nerd history has always been my favorite subject in school like I've just always been fascinated with going back and learning about history and seeing all of those great players in one place and seeing all the footage on social media of them at the photo shoot, just messing around in between takes and stuff. It, it was it was really cool. Um, obviously, all the Lakers being together. Um, there was that picture of all of them together. Um, Russ and Anthony Davis didn't go to All-Star Weekend um, they weren't a part of the festivities at all, and they missed out on this. And Isaiah Thomas said that players that skipped the weekend missed out on an all-time historic moment, but obviously AD's rehabbing. And then Russell said today, actually, that it was his mother's birthday, and he was celebrating that, and he doesn't normally get to celebrate with her during the season, and it was like the first time he could really do that. So yeah. obviously it's understandable why he missed that. But the picture that everyone was talking about with all the Laker greats in it. And there was just a, a gaping hole where presumably Kobe was supposed to be. And obviously Wilt and Elgin obviously have passed on as well. And they, they would have been there. George Mike in too, but yeah, Kobe, like no disrespect to the other guys, but it's just like Kobe's supposed to be here still. Yeah, of course. I mean, all those kind of things are always going to be, uh, bring up Kobe. Um, yeah, just cause I mean, he is supposed to be there. Yeah, and like seeing Michael and LeBron James having that moment together, it's like Kobe's the only person out of those 75, 76 guys since there was a tie technically. Like Kobe's the only other guy that could walk up to that conversation and really have a have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, uh it's a it was really cool. I mean, I also I'm not necessarily a history buff, but NBA history is something I've been obsessed with my entire life. Uh and the NBA at 50 was actually one of the big, big things that, like, drove me to be obsessed with the NBA. I mean, I think it definitely helped, like, narrow down, like, basketball specifically just just because uh, 
had all the books. I mean, I know I know all those fifty players. Yeah. They're like the back of my hand, and and it built like a foundation of NBA history. Not just like knowing what's going on in the moment, but I remember the leather jackets. I remember the same weekend, in, dude. In, you know, because this was right when. You know, I always say like 96, 97 is really when like I know that I knew what was going on uh, in the sports world. And and that was that was 97. Right. Um, so it was it was it's really cool to see like another group, you know, another crop. Uh, and it's been 25 years of NBA basketball. Yeah. Did you see that the the 75 team has been starting to receive their leather jackets in the mail? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's no, so cool. no, no, they're so they're cool. dope, and, and shout out Jeff Hamilton. Man. I think ultimately it was a good list. It, it's obviously every time someone makes a list, there's going to be things you would want to change, uh, but ultimately, I mean, it's not like anyone on there didn't deserve it. Yeah, um, and did, there's a ton of players you could argue that did, but it's uh, it's never going to be perfect. No, did you see the moment uh, where Ray Allen walked past? Yeah, Kevin yep, Garnett. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then obviously LeBron comes into frame and daps up Ray Allen. Like just the whole timing of that was was crazy. And KG was like, it looked like he was doing his best not to knock Ray Allen out on national television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm then you see Paul Pierce then on Monday. A with him. Well, yeah, Paul Pierce posted on his Instagram literally a picture of Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce all smiling, like all in all yeah. together. So it's like I'm sure that at some point, you know, either Paul Pierce or or somebody else got them to kind of just like they just need to get Rondo on board now. Let's just enjoy the the moment, you know. Yeah, like, for sure. Uh, we did a lot of things together, but at the same time, fuck Ray Allen. <laughs> you know, like fuck, I was ride with KG on that one. <laughs> did you see the? You saw the video of uh, Michael Jordan challenging Magic Johnson to one on one. Like, oh, that's the old guy right there. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> where, I mean, where are your shoes at? Where are your shoes at, old man? I'm sure Mike gets a fucking kick out of this kind of stuff. You know, it's the videos another, of him from the weekend another, were great. Uh, my favorite is him uh, grabbing Mary J. Blige's ass. No, I didn't. You haven't seen that? I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> 50, 50, I mean, fifty cent posting. Yeah, he he he's funny, but he. Uh, he said, like, MJ, palm in the basketball, and this is a picture of his hand, like, right over her ass. Well, I thought I thought the funniest part about Michael Jordan from the night was how he was at a NASCAR event, like, earlier in the day somewhere, and then there was footage pregame uh, in the locker room of one of the all-star teams, like, gambling with, like, hundreds on the table, and, like, yeah. Joel Embiid's, like, dealing out cards. Yep, yep. And so everybody on Twitter was making a joke, like, oh, MJ saw that and was like, oh, let's start up the PJ. Let me go show those boys how it's done. Yeah, yeah no, he probably did, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm sure Mike loved being the alpha dog again. Oh, yeah. I mean, he got a, he got the loudest ovation in the, of the night, apparently, according course, to a lot of people. Of course, man mike yeah so everybody wants to be like mike i mean it, it, it's just always so cool to see all those players in in one place because it's like you th that never happens you only have that moment because it's the 75th anniversary season of the nba and it's just like you you have to really like take hold of those those moments and, and remember them yeah no it's it's uh it's cool, it, and it's especially cool to me to see just because, like I said, it was, a, it was a big deal when when the 50th came around for me, you know. So uh, it's it's fun to watch how the games progressed and who made the list in the last 25 years and, and all that. I think they actually just automatically put the first 50 in there. Yeah, I mean, all 50 did end up making yeah. the team. Which 
is probably where I think the discretions lie. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that I would take a couple of people from the last 25 years over a handful of those guys. Oh, uh, I think that's what a lot of people had. A yeah, problem which, with. which you know, like I just don't think that they should automate. Like at 50 years, they were in the top 50. You know, it's just like when Magic retired, he had the most assists. Yeah, you know, and, and at that time he was number one, and now he's top five. You know, this shit changes. Yeah, yeah. It's not a disrespect to what you did in the time. You know. Yeah, exactly. He, it's so I I I hope at a hundred they don't automatically turn it in. I have a feeling they will, Tyler. Yeah, maybe, but that would mean that the the original fifty get in. Yeah, the original for I'm, free. I'm thinking after the, fifty years. Yeah, I mean, think about what the game's gonna look like in twenty five years. Tyler, I can't think about what the game's going to look like tomorrow because I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow. It's going to be a bunch of Giannis's and Luca's running around. You saw the moment with Matt, uh, speaking of Luca, Michael and Luca. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Mike's funny, the guys that he, like, <laughs> embraces and does yeah. it, you know? That's a, that's a goofy one. And then did you, you saw, the like, the video where they – like, right, that video right after he – uh, like, Carl Anthony Towns yeah. comes up and <laughs> everyone's like, he doesn't even know who the fuck Carl yeah. Anthony Towns is. <laughs> yeah. And it's like shit is so funny, but it's Cause like because it, it's that's that's Mike though. Like if you follow him and you no, know if you're in Mike's his, circle, you're in Mike's circle. If you're not, you're not. Yeah, you're not. He doesn't <laughs> give a fuck, and it's it's and he likes the idea of like he knows what he's doing. You know, like every like he knows who he's like shading. Dude, he had to be around Charles Barkley and Isaiah Thomas on Sunday night. It's like that's. Are him and Charles still beefing? Is that real? Yeah. I literally saw a video that's that pointed the, it that's out. That's one of the saddest things that, it's, that's happened post It's all because Charles criticized him as an owner and a, and a front office guy. Yeah, which is so funny. That's classic <laughs> Mike, too. Oh, you talked bad about me one time. Fuck you in the last 40 years. Yep. Yeah. And and Charles and Michael were close. I would have said that I honestly would have said that, that it would have been his closest friend I think in the so. league I've, outside of maybe Magic Johnson. Yeah, like, I would say those are like the two to me that he really like embraced and liked and and thought that you know like they were truly friends. Because him and Barkley, I mean, fuck, they're a classic combo. They like the same shit, you know. Yeah. But who knows? That's that's tough. I wish I wish those two were fucking still homies. That's that's so weird. Yeah. But anyways, it was it was an All Star weekend to remember because of uh, I think moments like that. Um, even though it wasn't as great of a all-star weekend on the court. So it's it it, it made up for it in, yeah, in I other mean, really ways. Really the dunk contest ruined it. Like yeah. everything else was pretty solid. You know, even you get you even if that dunk contest is a one out of ten, like even if you get a five out of ten, it's gonna be an exponentially better weekend. Seven of twenty five on dunks. Those motherfuckers shot 30% from the field. They get two attempts each, I believe, in the first round. That means one of them ran out of time and couldn't even complete a second attempt. It's embarrassing. Unreal. Anyway, let's move on now, Tyler, because... Um, also weird that the defending right. champ wasn't in it. We Ant went over who the defending champ was last Ant week. Ant Simons. Oh, Anthony Simons. Yeah, that's right. I don't know why he wasn't in it. Well, I'm sure he he decided not to do it. I don't you know. Yeah, I mean, I declined it. He's healthy. He's playing. Yeah, I was gonna say. And maybe maybe it's because he's playing so well and his like opportunity finally that 
I mean, Portland needs him too. He's one of the only warm bodies that they can throw out there now. Um, so that's another thing. Like that, you know, that could be. Yeah, you know, I mean, part the of that player pool. You always have the you. The always, defending champ didn't even participate. Yeah, I can't believe we missed that after talking about the dunk contest <laughs> for two and a half hours. <laughs> no, only uh, thirty-two minutes. We're only thirty-two minutes in. Anyway, that was all done in post. People don't believe him. <laughs> all right. Chris Paul Tyler has a fracture in his thumb and will be out for at least six to eight weeks. Uh, weirdly enough, it was announced before the all-star game, but then he played in the all-star game. And I thought that was really weird. And I, I think Did I saw get surgery. I don't know if he's had surgery yet or is going to get I, surgery. I would assume, like, if he played, it was because the doctor said, like, you're getting surgery, you can't fuck it up any worse. Well, and I also, I, I could have sworn I saw something, either there was a contract incentive in him playing in the game, and also he, I think he, like, now has the assist record because he, he got an assist in the game or something he like that. He only played, like, two minutes. Right, right. It, it was, I, all, I literally like, think it was, it was all, like, ceremonial. Li literally, I think it was because it was a contract incentive and just to get him that one assist to get the record. Hmm. I think that's what it was. Interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, it was it was very weird when it gets announced before the game he has a fracture in his thumb and he's going to be out six to eight weeks, and then we see him playing in the game. But nonetheless, the the Phoenix Suns currently have the best record in the NBA right now. And they're currently sitting at 49 and 10. They beat the Orlando Magic by 20 tonight, 124 to 104. I'm just going to quickly pull up the box score. Devin Booker had 25, 5, and 12 assists. He had six steals. Wow, good for him. Plus 26 on the night. Miles um, Bridges, 21. Cam Johnson, 21. Jay Crowder, 17. Uh, quiet night from DeAndre Ayton. Only six points, eight rebounds, two steals, and one block. Um, so, good night for the Phoenix Suns without their point guard, um, Chris Paul. Um, but everything aside from tonight, as a whole this season, when Chris Paul is off the court, the Suns' offensive efficiency drops by 11 points from 115.9 to 104.9. They do, however, get better defensively um, as they give up uh, a like five like less than five points um, less than they they would normally give up, going from about one hundred five point four to one one hundred point seven. I'm I'm very interested to see how this injury impacts Phoenix, Tyler, because I mean, realistically, well, they survived last year off of campaign going nuts, right? And, I mean, he only missed two games in the playoffs last year uh, due to the COVID illness. Um, but, I mean, campaign hasn't played in over a month this season. Alfred Payton and Aaron Holiday, they're not going to be really much of an upgrade, I think, in the playmaking department. So I think they're realistically going to have to rely on Devin Booker being the primary playmaker once again. And, I mean, we saw that tonight clearly with the 12 assists and them winning by 20. So he got the job done tonight, and that's great. But... I don't know how long it can be sustained for. I mean, before Chris Paul came to the Suns, the Suns, aside from obviously going through a bunch of other outside factors with their organization being a mess, they weren't producing any wins on the court because they had to rely on Devin Booker as the playmaker because they didn't have a point guard. And they didn't have shit else. 
Right, I mean, that and that's, a, that goes into the, the organization yeah, being the, a mess. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, Chris Paul definitely made this all come together. Right, that's what they were missing. You know, at this point now, like, I think he grew them, and, and like, they're going to be, like, they'll they'll be better this time around without Chris Paul than they were two, you know, two years ago without Chris Paul, be, just because, like, Iden's obviously taking a step. People like Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges. Like, and Booker's taking a step. a step, too, for sure. But Booker was a superstar. Like, essentially, like, he was averaging 27, 28 a game before Chris Paul. So, you're, like, you're kind of getting the same Devin Booker you had two years ago. Not to say he hasn't progressed, but in, in general. No, you speaking, know what you're getting with Devin Booker. You know what you're getting with him. He didn't have a guy like Aiton, you know, the, you know it, is, it may have been his rookie year, but before that, he never had a guy like Aiton. And then, right, yeah, the guys know, like Alex Lennon, Marquise and then, Chris, and then those guys, you know, that 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 foundation of Booker and Aiden has allowed these role players to to grow as well. So, um, I definitely think that um, Chris Paul's injury, though, is a is definitely like a red alert for the Suns because they're not going to be able to do shit in the playoffs without him. Right, I think I they're think not that... a threat to win the West without Chris Paul. Right, that's where I think the biggest part of this i'm doubling devin booker all all fucking night and i'm making which these, we know devin booker hates because he doesn't and, want it to happen during the summer and and i'm gonna force him to make shots like i'm gonna force him to make the play force force cam johnson and mikhail bridges and and you know whoever else they're throwing out there to beat you yeah no and i mean jay crowder is it jay crowder the yeah. other starter yeah so yeah it's like make guys like that hit shots I mean, they and, just and I just don't think that they're going to beat you in seven game series. Landry Shamit had ten points off the bench. Aaron Holiday had twelve points off the bench. Javale had nine off the bench. Tory Craig had three points who they just traded Torrey, for. Yeah, Tory Craig. That's right. I couldn't remember if he went back somewhere or he, or he came back. He went from Indiana back to Phoenix. Yeah. Um, so I think they're a good basketball team. Could they win a first round series without Chris Paul? Maybe, but I really don't see them making a push, Pat through the west without chris paul at 100 percent, or you know 80 90 right i don't think they're in danger of losing the one seat especially with the warriors also being banged up with draymond green being out and they're up big i mean they they've, they're gonna lock in the, no, the number one seed for the west um but without without chris paul they're a different team yeah 100 percent. I'm, I'm trying to get back to the standings well they're up see. seven games yeah seven on, games they're up seven games on golden state i don't see them losing that spread um so they'll they'll enter it but if this chris paul injury is is real then they're gonna have a tough time making a push if it's something that he can get back to 80 percent by the playoffs then they're probably a threat to win the west yeah no i i think they're still a threat to win the west it's just all gonna depend on chris paul coming back yeah they need and chris paul playing well to, to win if they get matched up with I don't know, maybe let's say the Lakers sneak in after the playing game and Chris Paul's still banged up in a first-round series. Anything could happen. Yeah, and that is that is like a, a very like a very believable and plausible like scenario. A lot of things would have to go right for um, the Lakers. Yeah, and, and that's, it, it's all going to be stemmed off of how Chris Paul's feeling. Yeah. But, I mean, the thumb seems like a big one. Yeah. Seems like a big injury. He's a ball handler. Yeah. All right, um, one more thing before we get out of here, Tyler. Zion Williamson, the, the latest drama surrounding Zion and, and his recovery from a foot injury that sidelined him for the entire season so far is that 
during All-Star Weekend, his new teammate, C.J. McCollum, who was obviously participating in the three-point contest, yep. said that he yeah, is... Yeah, I, I do, yeah. You remember now? I'm remembering now, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Once you said C.J., I, I remembered what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, he said that he has yet to speak to Zion since being traded to Portland, uh, or since being traded from Portland to New Orleans, excuse me, um, but he spoke with some people that are close to him and that he looks forward to sitting down with Zion in the future. It's now come out today that CJ has spoken with Zion and um, he basically came came out and said, like, stop bu- like bugging young fella. He's focusing on rehabbing and when he comes back to the team, we'll welcome, welcome him with open arms. And that's obviously what a good vet should do. And that's that's what a leader of a team should do. Um, but. On Tuesday of this week, uh, before CJ came out and said that he's now since spoken to Zion, JJ Redick was on first take on ESPN, and he is Zion's former teammate. He played with him for a couple of years in New Orleans uh, at the end of JJ's career. Yeah, the Duke Pelicans. Yes. And JJ absolutely eviscerated his former teammate on first take. He basically said that Zion's actions by being away from the team to rehab, I guess he's been in Portland this whole time rehabbing uh, with some specialists up in the Pacific Northwest. Um, basically, him rehabbing away from the team and not reaching reaching out to CJ when uh, CJ McCollum got traded um, to the Pelicans and a guy that JJ was basically saying that the, the Pelicans were trading for to pair with Zion so basically Zion should have reached out to kind of welcome him to the team if you're the young face of the franchise and that's what the franchise is kind of touting you to be. That's the the behavior that's kind of expected and kind of what's supposed to happen in the NBA. And and JJ was criticizing Zion for for not doing that and basically saying that's that's not acceptable as as a teammate and as someone who's supposed to be the leader of of this team. Um and basically he said that he's also addressed these specific feelings of Zion being an absent teammate with Zion himself in front of the team while they were teammates. So it's not like he's coming on TV and just saying this on TV and not directly to Zion's face. He's said that or he's claiming at least, and I'm going to take JJ at his word for it because yeah. JJ is one of the most open NBA players out there. He's got his own podcast, all of that. It's like, I'm going to take JJ at his word for it when he said he said this stuff to Zion and the team specifically. And and he didn't he has no reason to even defend New Orleans in this yeah. situation because his tenure with the Pelicans ended very badly. And he he kind of trashed the organization on his way out too. So it's 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 very interesting to hear all of this coming from JJ Reddick. And I just I think it's it's very telling of what's happening with Zion and the Pelicans and and the future with them because I think we're getting to the point where we don't see Zion in a Pelicans uniform ever again based off of injury yeah. and drama. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say, I, JJ on first take sounded like a teammate. I mean, that is, like, what he was saying, I don't I don't doubt one sec, like, for one second that he didn't say this shit to, to Zion. Like, that, like, in my head, I can hear, I can see a veteran player that isn't necessarily a franchise like cornerstone but 
That's why you get vets. That's what you fucking pay them for. There's a reason to, JJ's been to, in the league to for be 16 able to years. tell this 21 year old kid, like, hey, like you should be hitting up CJ McCollum. He's your new, he's your new partner. Um, so like, I definitely get where JJ JJ's coming from because that's all he knows. Like that was that's been the last eight years of his life. Six years of his life has been the veteran basketball player on a team with superstars. The guy is someone like a glue guy. Yeah, he's universally respected uh, by all hoopers everywhere, I would say, um, just because of his, like, college lore he had and then a very, very effective and, in, in, you know, honestly, like, surprisingly effective NBA career. Consistent, too. Um, so, at, like, all that, you know, it's not very surprising that, that J.J. said it. And it's not very surprising that that's happening. I mean, this is, like, Zion's not the first star to, like, be absent because he wants to go elsewhere. I mean, this is a pretty, I don't even think this is the first time it's happened to the Pelicans. So <laughs> it's like, I, I, I and he, he's going to make mistakes. Like, should he have hit CJ McCollum up as soon as he could? Yes. But maybe he, you know, didn't like, he's a kid and, and he's going to do things like, what if he doesn't care? What if he doesn't, does, does want to leave new Orleans? Then I think he do does. You, then do you, you know what I mean? Like it, you don't owe anybody anything. Would we like every professional athlete to act a certain way? Sure, we would. But humans aren't perfect. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a knock on his personality. Uh, I think it's just like it's it's just a signal of where his mind's at. And I think his mind is on getting himself ready to be a basketball player, uh, and and be a you know, be able to stay on the court and perform at the level he's already shown that he can do. I mean, he's a bona fide superstar. He's one of the few guys that I thought had the, the the opportunity to be the face of the NBA. That's how that's how like electric this kid is. And now people are comparing him to Greg Oden. Yeah, which is definitely unfair because he's already had more league success I, than, I, than Greg. No, Oden, I, I completely so. agree. I'm just saying but, it's, that's what's being thrown as, out but there. But as far as the injury w- tied to the weight and size, yeah, sure, I, I can see where you can connect those dots, and I definitely am like I'm probably one injury away from maybe jumping off the Zion bandwagon. But I still believe that he's young enough and, and talented enough that if he can just get some momentum back on the court, take, he's obviously taking more as much time as he possibly needs. He's not rushing back. Right. So I would, I would in my, in my gut, I believe that he's going to come back next year, healthy and effective um, without like any sort of lingering uh, injury effects. My whole thing uh, with so Zion like, is he completely innocent in this? No, like, no, he, he's not. No, but I also don't think it's something that's a huge deal. It's it's pretty like it's pretty. I've seen this movie before. What I, I do I feel like it happens all the time. What I think is a big deal is the absent teammate part. But but if you're not engaged, I exactly. mean, how many how many stars do we love that I, at one point in time was an absent teammate? I mean, AD did it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, AD he was, was also forced into it because they sat him when he was healthy. No, I mean, it, I've, we've seen it in a di- bunch of different ways. But I mean, Eli Manning the, didn't want to go to the Chargers and basically forced him to trade. The, yeah, the fact of the matter is, like, athletes, they're, they're in a business, you know, and, and they have to be selfish to a certain extent. Like, again, I know everybody wants to see this Captain America, like, yeah. teammate in every pro athlete, but that's that's not – realistic and it's not really how it should be no these people are individuals and 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 sometimes if you need to think selfishly to set your family up for generations or to set yourself up to be successful you have to be you know selfish and piss some people off that's that's what's going to happen 
Um, I I think it's just like because JJ Redick went on there and sounded like a team. Like if that happened in the locker room, it would have been no. JJ Redick went up there and said the truth. Yeah, but if yeah, he did. But if he does it in the locker room, there's a different effect to it, right? Oh, for sure. Uh, if he does it, so you know we're. Oh, if he does jump. it in the locker room, we don't hear about it. Exactly, and so I, because I, and that I guess is kind of my point. Like I think this stuff happens probably more often than we realize. We just happen to know. Um, we know for a fact he didn't hit up CJ. So like, but there's probably been teammates that have like been signed that maybe a day or two went by it and shouldn't have or whatever the fuck but he's not with the team he's never played with cj the Cavs kept the Cavs kept jared allen out of the group chat because he didn't have an iphone yeah, they wanted to keep all the that's blue hilarious chat, blue text um, they wanted to be able to name the group but <laughs> yeah ultimately i think jj like what he said was correct but yeah ultimately i don't think i don't think zion is is like i don't think any less is Zion. right I think he's he's young he may maybe made a small mistake it's not a big deal I'm sure, like him and CJ are going to be cool. You know, yeah. I don't think they hate each other. No, so they probably they, they don't know each other. That's what, exactly. So let's just keep it keep it pushing. Yeah, but I it, going back to the to the absent teammate thing and and all of the and basically him being an absent teammate because we don't know his commitment. It's just like I feel like we should probably know his commitment to the Pelicans or not, and then the Pelicans can kind of figure out what they want to do from there. That, that'd that be obviously the fair thing to do the, to the Pelicans, but the Pelicans haven't necessarily been all that fair to Zion either. Yeah, yeah, and who knows? Maybe he has. Maybe he hasn't. You know, like, we True. don't know. Like, the, there could be conversations. He could be making it clear uh, that he's unhappy. They're clearly or, okay with him rehabbing in Portland. Yeah, so it's it's just like, it's not a, it's not a big deal to me with him not in up CJ. Yeah. It, it was the wrong move. But it's not a huge deal. Yeah, real quick, speaking of Portland, did you see – so Larry Nance and Josh Hart got traded for each other. Mm. And they're former teammates from yeah. the Lakers. The baby Lakers. Josh Hart has a house in New Orleans that he owns. Larry Nance has a house in Portland that he owns. Nice. They're just swapping for the rest of the season. Just, like, staying there, not, like, buying? Yeah, they're just going to stay at each yeah, other's houses nice. for the rest That's of the dope. season. So I, was, I thought that was pretty cool that that they're still close enough and still stay in contact. And Another thing that probably goes on, you know, in the yeah. sports world that we don't realize. Yeah. No, I, I just thought that that was pretty cool, and we kept talking about who's Zion that, rehabbing Who's did Tom Brady stay at? Uh, no, it was Antonio Brown stayed at Tom Brady's. Was was that what it was? Yeah. And t- when, well, I mean, I knew that, but when I he first for came some to, reason when he first got to Tampa. When he first got to like Tampa. Before he got his house. Well, before, you know, well, before he really became familiar with the area, he tried was to it Jeter. He might have bought Jeter's house. I, I don't know if he bought a house in Tampa or not. I just know that he also went to the wrong house when he was trying to go to Byron Leftwich's house and ended up oh. at his neighbor's house. Nice. Yeah. Like he just walked in and just walked into the wrong house. Classic Tom. <laughs> Can you imagine Tom Brady just walking yeah. in your house randomly? Like, oh, hey, I'm here to watch film. Oh, that's how you're I feel. not coach. That's how I feel every time I see that video of Brady and Michael Jordan hooping with those regular ass Oh, teams. yeah. Or whenever we see Adam Sandler hooping with those guys. Well, that's just dope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Adam Sandler's a hooper. Um, but, all right, um, you got anything else before we get out of here? We mentioned at the top James Harden's making his debut for Philly. Still don't know when Ben Simmons is going to make his debut. Philly and Brooklyn are scheduled to play each other in Philly on yeah. March 10th, Danny Green had some words for Ben Simmons. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, Tyler. He was like, I don't know if we're going to shake hands. Uh, I don't know if Ben Simmons is even going to show up because he doesn't like playing in Philly. 
Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's gonna be dope. It's gonna be. It's we we can all just pray for a Philly Brooklyn playoff series. Please give me seven um, games of that. But I think I, I think you know my prediction for Philly is they're gonna they're gonna go on a run and James Harden's gonna play really well. <laughs> I think that the Sixers are going to be a fucking problem, uh, and I think that like once Ben Simmons gets on the court, he's gonna he's gonna be ready to play, and it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those scenarios like Blake Griffin where he didn't dunk for two years and then first fucking play for the Nets he's dunking. I mean, Ben Simmons needed a new situation and he got it. I, it was never his ability, like it was all mental. I think it was all stuff off the court. So uh, if he's locked in. I saw him working with Kyle Korver on a shot. Oh, that, that video made me so happy. I was uh, like, please. Yeah, I mean, obviously the dude works on his fucking jumper. You know, like, yeah. it's, 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 the dude is an all-star caliber player. So uh, just getting out of a bad situation where he didn't feel he's wanted, anyone's going to be better. Yeah, totally. All right, you got a, you got a shout out before we get out of here? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess shout out the Seattle kids for 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 showing out at the All Star game. A lot of a lot of representation out there. Jaden McDaniels, Marjon Bocamp, um, Zach Levine, uh, Dejounte Murray, all all out there. Lamelo and, and Dejounte connected on a nice lob during the game. Yep, and then Lamelo also shout out Lamelo also got uh he tie the record for most points being the youngest all-star oh nice kobe's record nice okay cool so the the most points scored by the youngest all-star you know yeah he 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 had 18 points that's dope all right um i'm gonna shout out the private buyer who spent two million dollars on a rare kobe bryant basketball card it was graded in 8.5 by beckett and is uh, number four out of 10 cards of this kind a hundred of these cards were made in the 1997-1998 Metal Universe Precious Metals. Yeah, Precious set. Metal Gems. Yes. Um, this uh, The first 10 of them were emerald, so this is number four out of 10. Uh, the rest of the set uh, was ruby uh, or red, I guess. Yep. You know. um, yep. So hobby experts are saying that it's arguably the best Kobe card in existence, and it just sold for two million dollars precious yeah so those are arguably the 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 most sought after i mean i don't even think it's arguable i mean those are the most sought after inserts in 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 card history i mean the precious metal gem series of the late 90s 2000s is like the i mean and if you see them they look good oh know? yeah i was looking and, at it's, the- and it's not a memorabilia card you know like there's not a lot good like there there's not too much going on like there's no jersey patch there's no, no it's autograph. a very it's a very like it's plain card it, but if you've seen them i mean i have some 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 precious metal gems not kobe but uh they're very rare i mean i think i have like three of them they're they're like random ass i know i have juan howard that's tight which is kind of funny now that i think about it he's like the <laughs> one off the top i know uh but those those are like the creme de la creme uh now the i find i find it hard to believe that, to be the number one kobe card that's just, uh, that, but I mean, obviously it's number one as far as like sales go, but I mean, there's got to be some one on ones out there. No, but apparently this is like the best graded like Kobe card out there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, and and grade has a big big part of that. I mean, and an eight eight point five is hard. Yeah, uh, anything over an eight is good. Uh, nine is exceptional. Yeah, and then also uh, I'll just uh, plug it again. Episode two thirty nine of the TSK show. The great Harrison Fagan from Silver Screen and Roll 
the Lakers uh, SB Nation affiliate. Shout out to him for joining us for episode 239 to talk all about what's been going on with the Lakers. Make sure you go check that out after this episode. Uh, so, all right, with that, that wraps up episode 238 of the TSK Show. For Tyler Pacholke, I'm Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom show. Peace.